0: You are listening to the Reality Steve Podcast with your host, Reality Steve. He's got all the latest info and behind-the-scenes juice on Colton's upcoming season of The Bachelor and interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. Now, here's Reality Steve.
1: Welcome, everybody, to podcast number one 10- oh. Nine. I am your host, Reality Steve, and this is the podcast you've probably been waiting for since I gave you the ending to Colton season. It's your episode-by-episode episode spoiler breakdown. I don't know if I've ever done it verbally before. I think maybe I did, but I can't remember what season it was. However, I'm going to go over all the episode spoilers here on the podcast. I have notes written down. I've got stuff mentally in my brain that I will probably interject if it pops in, stuff that I remember being told about this season. So there's a lot to get to here. You are going to have the written version of this as well. But I wanted to do the podcast because sometimes I think verbally it's easier for me to explain things uh, than to write. But So we're going to go over every episode, and we're going to go over all the dates and the eliminations and and then get to the end and tell you about the ending and all that, because uh, there is a little bit of some blanks that I needed filled in. Because when I gave you the ending, I said it back then, like, I don't have all the info here, but this is the basis of what I have. This is the, the gist of it, of what happens. But there is a time frame of Cassie's overnight date till the ending of filming that I didn't have the specifics of, that I have now. And it'll be a little more clear. So, without any further ado, before we get to the actual spoilers, I do want to talk about, because I haven't been posting at all, as you've noticed. If I've been posting on every other Tuesday, when I've had the He Said, She Said podcast with Ashley up. I've put that up. And on Thursday podcast, I haven't done any other posts since probably the the ending to Colton season. So there's a lot of stuff that has happened in Bachelor World that I get emailed about all the time, that I get DM'd about all the time, or people mentioning to me on Twitter, what about this, what about this? So I'm going to cover a few of those things right now so you have your answers. First off, one thing that I've been told a lot about this season and constantly am sent a link to is this crazy days and nights website, Okay. Crazy Days and Nights is a website that has a bunch of rumors and innuendos and a lot of stuff has been sent to me because he's I think mentioned Colton's name a few times and he's also put up some blind items that I guess hint towards Colton. I just want to I just want to take a moment real quickly to show you something about Crazy Days and Nights because I don't think any of you maybe maybe 2% of you even know this. If you go on Crazy Days and Nights' website, it's crazydaysandnights.net, scroll all the way down to the bottom of page one, his disclaimer and privacy policy. Since you're probably not going to do it, I'm going to read it for you. So before you ever send me another, hey, what about this blind item on Crazy Days and Nights? What do you think of this? Is this this person? Is this this person? Oh my God, is this true? Just know at the bottom of his page, in print for everyone to see, it says this. Crazy Days and Nights is a gossip site. The site publishes rumors, conjecture, and fiction. In addition to accurately reported information, certain situations, characters, and events portrayed in the blog are either products of the author's imagination or are used fictitiously. Information on the site may contain errors or inaccuracies. The blog's proprietor does not make a warranty as to the correctness or reliability of the site's content. Links to content on quotation and a material from other sites are not responsibility of crazy days and nights. I hope that's as clear as day for you that (laughs) it's a bunch of rumors. Yes, I know he has printed stuff in the past that has come true. But when you have that disclaimer on your site, sitting there and trying to determine what's true and what isn't, it's an effort in futility. Don't do it. Please don't email me any more things about crazy days and nights when the site itself says there's tons of inaccuracies. There's tons of errors. Half the stuff is in the writer's mind. Like come on. Let's let's not do that anymore. I wanted to get that disclaimer out because a lot of you are sending me um links to that stuff and stuff that he has said. And it's just like what do you want me to say? The guy makes stuff up. It's right there on the site. So I don't know. Uh, I'm very well aware of what this guy has hinted at all season, and I'm very well aware that a lot of people feel that way and read that and believe it to be true. I don't know what to tell you when it comes to that. So, moving on. Topic number two, Alon Gale. Producer Alon Gale, as we know, a couple weeks ago, Mike Fleiss sent out a tweet that Alon Gale had quit the show or was leaving the show to do anything else. I had sent out a tweet right after Fleiss did and said, this is the first I've heard of it. I know nothing about this it seemed to be that there was some major thing that went down or some juice. All I can tell you what I know is that Alon's contract was up stuff that has been written and people that have covered this have been pretty accurate. And it's basically the same thing that I'm hearing. Alon's contract was up. He had been talking about leaving the show for the last couple of years, but the fact that he actually went through with it and did it is the reason, uh, I guess people were surprised, but, those, I guess, in the know and those close to him aren't too surprised that this happened because, I guess, you know, Alon's been there, I believe, put in a good 10 years. And the guy just wanted to move on. As we know, he writes books. He does he dabbles in acting. he I mean, I'm sure this guy is going to be involved, not with the show, but he's going to be in media. I'm sure he's going to write another book and, and want to do some more acting work. But anybody looking for something scandalous behind the Elon departure, I— I've talked to a lot of people and there's not one thing I heard that was scandalous. It was more or less, yeah, it was it was time to him to go. He put 10 years in or however many years and he just wanted to leave. And he finally uh and he finally left. So that's the Elon stuff. Um the next topic was the Caitlyn and Sean breakup which um you know, it sucks. Caitlyn seems to be a little more verbal about it and has been talking about it a little bit more on her podcast. And, you know, I think when the story in the summer broke that she went home to Canada for a month and her fiancé never came with her, and now we find out that was, you know, kind of a a break for them. And, you know, for Caitlyn, I feel bad for her because just hearing what she has been saying on her podcast, it sounds like... And maybe she specifically said it. I haven't heard every word for word she has said on her podcast, but it sounds like she basically said, "I was fighting for this, and I wanted it more than he did." And I'm getting the I'm getting the impression that Sean is the one that wasn't committing and wasn't giving her what she wanted, and, and she just couldn't take it anymore. And those last three months this summer, from the time she went to Canada till the time they announced the breakup that there was probably a part of her that knew it was over the whole time and was just trying to hope that maybe it wasn't, and fighting one last time, and it seems like she did all the fighting and for the relationship, and he didn't do much, and she was holding on to something that wasn't there. I mean, that's the impression I get. I think she may have said something to that effect, but, yeah, and, you know, you hear stuff behind the scenes about that, and it seems like that's the way it played out. Now what's going on with Caitlin is this whole Jason and the social media flirting with her and Jason I know a lot of you have asked me about that as well. Like, have you seen what they write to each other on Instagram comments? And I'm like, yeah, I've seen it. People send it to me because I don't follow Jason. I have no idea what this guy does on a daily basis. I don't follow him on Instagram, so I don't know. But people do let me know and fill me in. From what I hear, uh, there's definitely something there that's going on between Caitlin and Jason. Um, I don't know how serious it is. But they definitely, uh, they wouldn't be doing that to jerk people around. I, I I, I definitely think there's something going on. I don't know what, how serious. I don't know how many times they see each other. I don't know their caller history on their phones to know how many calls they make to each other or how long they spend on the phone with each other or talk to each other or FaceTime each other. I don't know any of that. But they're not being subtle about their social media flirting by any means. I think you can all see see that clearly. And so who knows how serious it is and if if something's going to be some major announcement's going to be made about it. I don't know. But uh I I'm very well aware of the social media flirting and it's being done for a reason. I'll just just keep it at that. All right. Let's get to the um spoilers for this season. And there's a lot of there's a lot of things here that I, I I have to get to. But again, one thing that I want to talk about before we get started. I can honestly say that this season I have heard more behind the scenes stuff about this season than any previous season in recent memory. About things that happened during filming, things going on with contestants, etc. But here's where I stand with that. I I cannot share everything. We've reached a point now where three years ago, five years ago, I'd have no problem just blurting out everything. Follow the site. You know that. However, with how big social media has become and how much crap I take from emailers and tweeters and people DMing me of not backing up what I say, I've kind of just thrown my hands in the air now, and I'm just going to be more selective about what I choose to reveal. The spoiler stuff is easy. Because you all see that play out. But when I hear stuff along the lines of, oh, she had a boyfriend, and oh, she was cheating, or oh, she really hates this person, or that person's totally lying on social media about who they are, or that's not really what happened, you know, stuff that you aren't going to see play out on TV, while it's easy for me to reveal that stuff in the past, nowadays it's a, it's a case-by-case basis. I've, I've heard some pretty negative things about some of the women on Colton's season. Like, not good stuff. But the reason why I'm not forthcoming with it as much anymore is because, frankly, the internet trolls annoy the piss out of me, and, and you can't win, honestly. I can't win. For example, if I report something negative about somebody people like, and every contestant on the show has a large group of fans that like them, no matter how repulsive they may have come across on television, they've all got fans. If I report something negative about something about somebody that someone likes, it's immediately dismissed as "Oh, that's not true," or you hate her or you have a vendetta or you don't have any proof." Well, that's not right. I do have proof usually. It's just proof I can't share because if I share the proof and how I know it, then I'm outing a source and I don't out sources. But that same person who will vilify me for saying something negative about someone that they like do you think if I report something negative about a person they don't like, their response is, you know, Steve, that's just not right. No, they immediately just believe it and thank me for giving them the tea and like, oh, I love the dirt. I love the gossip. It happens every season. So I'm just saying I'm a little more reluctant nowadays to spill tea without some sort of proof. The Jenna Jenna situation is a perfect example. And I haven't talked about the Jenna situation in two months because there's nothing to talk about. She made her final Instagram post where she had you know, the results from a firm that looked at her. You know, If that's her mic drop moment, by all means, let it be. I still believe what I believe. There are people that are going to believe what she wrote that day. I don't believe it. I don't think that proved anything. And there are plenty of people out there that didn't think that proved anything either. And there are other people out there that thought that proved everything. So, But it's a perfect example because if I would have came to you that day and said, hey, everybody, Jenna's cheating on Jordan. A lot of your responses would have been, okay, but where is this coming from? How do you know? What are you basing this on? And if my answer was just, oh, you got to trust me. I know. Someone told me. Uh, You would have laughed in my face. Hell, I gave email conversations that people, that happened between Jenna and a person, and people still refused to believe it had happened. Oh, it's doctored. It's made up. It was cut and pasted. It wasn't her. On and on and on it went. Like, I'm all for spilling details of the show and getting you as much behind the scenes dirt as I can. But nowadays, I just have to be a little more careful about what I report and how I report it to you for people to take it at face value. There's just, there's just too much immediate dismissal of things and stuff that I know to be true based on the source that told me. But if I can't share the source or the person doesn't want to put their name behind it, there's nothing you can do. And unfortunately, it's going to lead to less tea. Uh, but this season is boatloaded with it, and a lot of it I can't share, unfortunately. So let's just get to the spoilers. All right. It's um, it's it's we know this. we know the season starts January seventh. First episode is going to be released online pretty soon. I'll have the recap of that up shortly. Once it is released online to the media and I have access to it. But you know the limo entrances so far that I've shared with you. You know Hannah G. got the first uh, impression rose. One contestant I didn't have for you. And when the cast list was announced, the only one I didn't have was Jane. Her name is Jane Aver. Her bio says she's a social worker, but let's not kid ourselves. Uh, most of these jobs are made up. Like Tasha says, she's a phlebotomist. I was told Taysha works at SoulCycle Cycle in Newport Beach. Uh, not sure what it says for Demi's job, but she works at Pottery Barn. Like, I mean, at least she was right before she left for the show. She was working at Pottery Barn. As for Jane, this quote unquote social worker, she works at the Grand Havana Room in Beverly Hills as a bartender. And, you know, her bio says um, social worker. So uh, on her Instagram, it's uh, Jane Aver. J-A-N-E-A-V-E-R-B-U-K-H. That's uh, her Instagram, in case you want to go look her up. So the first night, as you know, a lot of interruptions. They're already teasing it this season that there were so many interruptions on the first night. And Catherine and Onyeka are the two involved in the most. I think they just keep interrupting each other, but obviously I'll have a lot more details in episode one when it's released Remember, night one is the same thing every single season, except with a different cast. They're all going to do their limo entrances. Well, if you want to start from the beginning of the episode, here's Colton, intro to Colton. Here's some eight or nine intro videos of some of the women you'll see on this season. Colton pulls up to the mansion. Chris talks to him. Out come 30 women this season, some with gimmicks, some without. They'll all get inside. They'll try and st- – he'll give a toast. They'll try and steal him away. The women will start talking about how sexy H- Colton is. Then we'll get to the point where Chris Harrison will deliver the, the uh, first impression rose, and then women will start talking about how, oh, my gosh, the first impression rose. You want to get time with him, but other women are with him, and you don't want to do this, and it's the same thing every season. We know this. However um, – just keep, that, just keep that in mind when you're going over the first episode and you're talking about it. As I said, the limo entrances, Alex is the one that is dressed as a sloth. Uh, Revian spoke, speaks to him in Mandarin. Uh, Nicole speaks to him in Spanish. Nina speaks to him in Croatian. You got Caitlin with her balloon that she pops and says she's popping a cherry. Uh, Caitlin enters with a, with a sash that has Miss Court North Carolina on the front and Miss Underwood on the back. Uh, the the, uh, the drama on the first night, without having seen the episode yet, but obviously we'll get more details on that, is the onyeka Catherine debate, or not the debate, but the constant interrupting of Catherine doing it. And I think Catherine does it more so to other people as well, but the, I guess unyeka is the one where it, it they make a kind of a running joke out of it. And Catherine, in the early season, is your villain. But as you'll see going forward, Catherine doesn't last very long. And we always have one of the contestants that in the early goings in the early episode is the one that's you know causing drama and then they get eliminated and it's like okay well who takes over from here and Catherine is your early season villain and then demi uh takes over from there but um hannah g hannah godwin gets the first impression rose and then your first night rose ceremony eliminations it goes from 30 to 23 women there are seven women eliminated on the first night. It's Revian Chang, Erin Landry, Taswan Hawkins, Devin Gooden, Alex Dillon, and Jane Aver. Those are your seven that get eliminated on the first night. Also, uh, episode two. Let's just uh, move to that. Some of these I'll have more details on in terms of the dates. And some I'm just going to tell you who got the dates. So episode the episodes begin. The dates start. And the first date of the season is a group date. It's at the Regent in downtown L.A. with eight women. The eight women on the date are Hannah G., Demi, Tracy, Nicole, Catherine, Onyeka, Bree, and Elise. This is where they had to talk about their firsts, and this is the one with Megan Mullally and Nick Offerman, and they have to talk about their firsts. You'll see on this date that Catherine causes a lot of drama. She is, like, apparently very aloof, and kind of off on her own and doing her own thing. And Catherine's the one that's going to steal the show uh, on this date in terms of just attention. Uh, Elise ends up getting the group date rose on this date. The first one-on-one of the season went to Hannah Brown, and it happened to be her birthday. I don't know what she did. Sorry, don't have any details on their date. But it was her birthday when she got the date. So she got the first 1st uh, um, one-on-one of the season, and she is obviously she got the rose on the date. The second group date in episode two, this was, the theme was bachelor camp, and 12 women were taken to a campground. The 12 women were, let's see here, it was Kaylin, Sydney, Katie, Nina, Alex, Courtney, Cassie, Erica, Heather, Caitlin, Tasha, Kerpa. And they're split into two teams of six, and there's a bunch of games going on. It's like you're at camp. They have the relay race with the spoon in your mouth, but you're balancing an egg on it. And then you go like a wheelbarrow and a three-legged race and a canoe race. They do a a, – I think the teams did – I have it written here. The teams did a talent show, and the winning team had Colton – they made a circle around Colton, and they did a cheer about themselves, and then the losing team ended up mocking the limo entrances of the first night team. But a tug of war was the final thing on the uh, the final thing to win the date, and the team of uh, uh, Katie, Kalen, Alex, Cassie, Heather, and Tasha ended up winning. Where tug of war, and there's mud in the middle, and you know the strongest team pulls the other team into the mud, whatever. Heather Martin ends up getting the group date rose on this date. There are two women who don't have dates in episode one. That's Annie Reardon and Angelique. Sorry, I'm forgetting Angelique's last name. Let me see if I have her up in my notes here. Uh, Don't think I have. I I can't remember it off the top of my head, but Angelique and Annie don't get dates in episode two. At the cocktail party, (laughs) you know, everyone pulls Colton aside to get some time with him. Alex Blumberg, pulled Colton aside, and fell asleep while she was talking to him. (laughs) Yeah, so that didn't bode well for her. Uh, She fell asleep while talking to Colton during the um, cocktail party. Demi came downstairs in a bathrobe during the cocktail party because Demi is all about Demi, and Demi is out to promote Demi, and Demi loves the title role of being quote unquote the villain or the girl that everyone's going to talk about. She is this season's Corinne came down the stairs in a bathrobe, took Colton into a closet to talk to him. Uh, (laughs) just kind of bizarre that Demi, uh, was in a closet. Um, and apparently Hannah B moved into that closet at some point during filming as well. So, (laughs) Don't ask. I didn't really understand it. You know, you get, you get these half-assed things sent to you and you're like, all right, whatever. Um, but episode two, four women were eliminated. It goes from 23 down to 19. The four women eliminated in episode two are Annie Reardon, Alex Blumberg, Angelique Sherman, and Erica McNutt. Those are your four that are eliminated in episode two. Episode three, they're still in Los Angeles. Their first, uh, first group date in episode three is the one where I tweeted it out after the fact. It was the Pirates Dinner Adventure in Buena Park, California. There were uh, one, two, three, four, five, six. Seven. There were eight on this date: Courtney, Demi, Tracy, Kalen, Katie, Heather, Hannah B, and Kerpa. Kalen ended up getting the group date rose on this date. I think you can br- kind of see her in the pictures that I tweeted out. It's kind of blurry, but she certainly was the one. I even said it at the time. One of them looks like it could be Kaylin, and I think it was. But she ended up getting the uh, group date rose there. The one-on-one in episode three, as we know, this was the probably the most public date of the season. Was Elise Delbaum. They went to Belmont Park in San Diego. Uh, the charity, Friends of Scott and the Shawnee Foundation, kids were there, and then they had a concert in L.A. And I'm already blanking on the name of that artist, Tennille or something. Uh, I can't remember, but you'll see. You, you've, you saw all the tweets that night and uh, all the information regarding Elise and Colton's one-on-one date, and I'll push, put those again. Um, as I deal with a whining dog sitting right next to me, wondering why I'm recording a podcast. The uh, the group date in episode three, the other group date in episode three, is a strongest woman challenge. It's eight women. It was Caitlin, Onyeka, Tasha, Cassie, Nicole, Nina, Sydney, and Catherine. And... You kind of saw this in the preview for the season where where Colton is, like, flipping a tire. This is the one where Terry Crews and his wife participate. And apparently this was, like, not easy at all. Like, you had to do a, essentially a Terry Crews workout. They had to do, like, push-ups and pull-ups and box jumps and all this stuff. They had to flip a tire. They had to push a 150-pound sled. Uh, you had, they had to pull a limo that was with a harness around it. Like, this was not... Easy shit. Uh, but this was a public date in terms of no pictures got out, but this was done in front of an audience. Sydney Onyeka and Catherine were the final three of this date because you had to go through each stage and whoever did better or whatever. Sydney Onyeka and Catherine were the final three and Onyeka was the winner of this date. Uh, like carrying a medicine ball, like 50 yards or something like that. But Nicole ended up getting the group date rose on this. At the after party of this group date is when Caitlin Clemens uh, left and went home. Don't know the reason, don't care. I don't think it was anything major, but she uh, she went home. She was eliminated. There are two people that did not have dates in this episode, and that was Bree Barnes and Hannah Godwin, Hannah G. There is no cocktail party in episode three because this was the pool party, and this is the first time Hannah B., Hannah Brown and Kaylin, their, re, their pageant relationship is brought up. Colton spends time talking to each woman, and they don't get along. And this is a, this is a situation where I have heard two sides of why these two don't get along, what happened at um, the pageant world. They were roommates at Miss USA in 2018. And now all of a sudden, they're not even close. So, again, it is brought up on the show. There is a hashtag Team Hannah and hashtag Team Kalen, I'm sure, will be this season, which side you're on. But they don't like each other. They don't get along. Just know that. The Rose Ceremony eliminations in Episode 3, we already have, as I said, Caitlin went home earlier in the episode. Catherine Agro is eliminated in this episode, Nina Bartula and Bree Barnes. So you've got 15 women that are heading overseas. Episode four, as we know, this is when we first got the picture in Singapore or they were at the airport at LAX headed to Singapore. 15 women, because you have the group picture of the 13 of them that I had tweeted out earlier. And, I, you know, by process elimination, you knew who the two got, they got one-on-ones are. The first one-on-one went to Tasha. And I believe they went bungee jumping. Tasha obviously got a rose. The group date was, I don't know exactly what they did. We saw them sitting there at that table, but I think they walked around downtown Singapore and did some stuff. <laughs> but it was 13 of them. Elise, Nicole, Tracy, Hannah B, Onyeka, Hannah G, Demi, Heather, Kerpa, Sydney, Cassie, Courtney, and Katie. That's too many Cs. Let's get rid of that. So that was your group date. I don't, I don't believe I have the group date rose winner on that one. No, I don't. Sorry. This second one-on-one date in Singapore is what I want to spend a few minutes on, and that's his one-on-one with Kalen Miller Keys. And the reason I'm going to spend a lot of a few minutes on this is because Chris Harrison essentially forced my hand when he did three different interviews that hyped up this. Kalen and Colton conversation as something we've never seen before and going to change the history of the show. You will see, I will include the links to all three interviews, but I'm going to verbally tell you, I cut and pasted everything he said that's pertinent to this Kalen and Colton conversation in Singapore that Chris Harrison cannot stop hyping what it is. So the first thing he said was he went on Extra with Mario Lopez and said, We are going to deal with why he is the way he is, why he's chosen to be who he is. And Mario said, is it spiritually? And Chris said, no, it's deeper than that. It had to do with prior relationships and situations within that. And I'll let him explain, but it gets really emotional. It gets really deep. And I think it's going to change everyone's opinion of him dramatically. Then when Chris Harrison did the Facebook Live announcement of All the Women... At the 35 minute and 14 mark is when he got to Kalen, and this is what he said about her then. Kalen and Colton have honestly one of the most emotional conversations we've ever had on the show, and that's not hyperbole. Kalen goes deep into her life, which kind of opens some things up for Colton. Then Chris did an interview with Lauren Zima, former podcast guest from Entertainment Tonight. This is what he said to Lauren Zima. Kaylin brings out a story, a personal story, that is one of the most emotional, revealing conversations we have ever had on the show. We were all very much taken aback. So was Colton, and that kind of prompts things in Colton's life. I often joke, oh, it is the most dramatic thing ever, and I don't want to do that because it does a disservice to what this conversation is about. Kudos to both of them for her speaking about it and Colton receiving it the right way and then having the conversation that he did. It was very memorable and, and something that is going to change the course of the entire show. The conversation between Colton and Kalen is unbelievably vulnerable, open, and revealing. Kalen kind of started it with something she let go, and I think Colton felt comfortable, and I think he felt like he owed her certain things in that space because she had just revealed so much personally. It really is a depth and emotion that we have never really faced before. So for those that don't know, Kalen Miller-Keys is a former Miss North Carolina she is the runner-up in 2018 Miss USA pageant to Sarah, who just lost in the Miss Universe pageant. Kaylin finished in second place, and the platform she, run on, she ran on was the fact that she was raped in college on campus. So college, she speaks about d- domestic violence and uh, college rape uh, rape on college campuses is, was her platform, which obviously, having been a victim herself, makes sense that she would talk about that. So Chris Harrison has given three different interviews where he talks about this and hypes up this. Kalen reveals something to Colton, which which makes him open up. What does it mean? I don't know. I've heard things, but the stuff that I've heard, again, as I mentioned in the beginning of the podcast, sometimes you just can't get into stuff because there's really nothing for me. I don't have any sort of uh, proof of this, and honestly, um. I don't know where this conversation is headed and (laughs) you guess wrong on something like this and you can be in a lot of trouble. So, um, yeah, I've heard things, but you know, once this episode plays out and once this date plays out and we finally see this conversation, I'll let you know, I'll fill you in on what, uh, what was kind of happening and what I had heard and kind of things behind that. Um, and I'll let you know if it was right or if it was wrong, but, um, I've never, I've never heard Chris Harrison preseason hype up something as much as he's hyped this up, and he's even admitted this isn't hyperbole. You know, one time he says it's going to change the course of the entire show; another time he says it's going to change everyone's opinion of him dramatically. So this is obviously a big deal, something that Chris Harrison has absolutely one thousand percent hyped up to the highest level, unlike anything we've ever seen in previous seasons so we'll see how it plays out and you know sorry i can't get into things but we'll just leave it at that and let's see how it plays out first and then we can have a conversation about it once i know for sure because i don't really know if what i've told is even right so um we'll take it from there and uh, and see what happens but that'll be during Kalen and colton's uh conversation uh, on their one-on-one date only two women were eliminated in Singapore, and that was Courtney Curtis and Tracy Shapoff. They were eliminated in Singapore, and so we're on to episode five, which was in Thailand. So 13 go to Thailand. When I've said this over Twitter, and I've said this in a few columns that I have written in the last month, that you know this season was probably one of the least – publicly spoiled seasons in terms of dates and pictures than we've ever had. And yeah, the 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 three episodes, episodes four, five, and six in other countries had the least amount of stuff get out, and that's my least amount of information. I know who went on the dates. I'm not necessar- necessarily sure what a lot of them did. However, in Thailand, Cassie Randolph got her first one-on-one date. Don't know what they did. Group date, Don't know what they did, but it was eight women. And it was Heather Martin got the other one-on-one in Thailand. So Cassie and Heather got the two one-on-ones, and your eight women who aren't Cassie and Hannah went on the group date. I don't know what the group date was, but I do know that Hannah Brown, Hannah B, got the group date rose. Also, some point during this episode, Elise Eliminated herself. I think you can see this in the season long preview for the season. Elise is crying. Uh, apparently, she just wasn't feeling it with Colton and eliminated herself. So she was gone at some point during the episode. The Rose Ceremony eliminations were Onyeka and Nicole. So we are now down to 10 who go to, I don't know how to pronounce it, so I'm just going to spell it out for you NHA and then T R A N G. I mean, obviously, English speaking would be like Na Trang, but that's not how you pronounce it, I don't think. But that's where they were in Vietnam. Now, I don't know if you remember, I originally said they were going to Macau, China. I have come to find out that they were set to go to Macau, China, and not go to Vietnam. Something happened with filming or whatever, but that was a a change-up. They uh, they they never go to China this season. They just go to uh, Vietnam in episode six. Episode six, Hannah G gets the first one on one. She gets a rose. Don't know what they did. The group date was um what was it eight of wait yeah the group date was eight of them: Tasha, Hannah B, Katie, Demi, Sydney, Cassie, Kalen, and Heather. It had something to do with them going into a jungle. Don't know who got the group date rose on that. The other one-on-one in Vietnam was Kerpa. So Hannah G. and Kerpa, one-on-ones in Vietnam. The rest go on a group date in a jungle somewhere. One thing I did mention in the past was that there's a lot of women this season that don't get eliminated at rose ceremonies. This was another episode where it happened. Last episode in, in, uh, in Thailand, as I said, Elise eliminated herself. In this one, at some point during the episode, Demi goes to Colton's room to talk to him, and Colton eliminated her because his feelings weren't the same for her as hers were for him. He didn't want to put her through a rose ceremony when he knew she wasn't the one, so he sent her home. Also during this episode, at some point, Sydney eliminated herself because she wasn't feeling it with Colton, and she goes home. Also during this episode, And I think it was, now I I don't know, there was only one Rose Ceremony elimination in Vietnam, and that was Katie Morton. So the two that went home during the episode were Demi and Sydney. Katie is eliminated at the Rose Ceremony. Now, I don't know if she said this before she left, and that's what caused Colton to send her home, or it was after she left when she had a talk with him, but Colton in Vietnam is told that there are women there that aren't being genuine and not here for the right reasons, and those two women in question are Kaylin and Cassie because apparently Kaylin and Cassie were openly talking about being the Bachelorette. So that is brought up, that seems to be the drama in Vietnam that women are made aware that Kaylin and Cassie are talking about Bachelorette. I don't know how they were talking about it or how they brought it up or whatever the case may be, but they were talking about it. And in case you haven't seen post-show, Caitlyn and Cassie are like BFFs and attached at the hip. They've already spent time together in Huntington Beach and they're best friends. So keep that in mind. Episode seven, as we know, they came to Denver. Seven women went to Denver. Tasha, Hannah B., Kaylin, Hannah G., Cassie Martin, Kerpoceudic, Heather Martin, or Cassie Cassie Randolph, Heather Martin, Kerpoceudic. Those are your seven that go to Denver. As we know, Taysha Adams got a one on one because we had pictures that day. They were walking around having ice cream in downtown. I had uh, tweeted pictures out of that. Kalen got a one on one in Denver as well. Also, Hannah Brown got a one on one in Denver, and he sent her home on her date. So, your three one on ones in Denver are Taysha, Kalen, and Hannah Brown. And it's just like Ari's season, remember, the episode before Hometowns, it was if you get a one-on-one, he determines there if you're staying or going. Taysha obviously stays, she gets a rose. Kaylin obviously stays, she gets a rose. Hannah Brown eliminated and sent home. So that leaves a four-on-one group date in Denver. And during that four-on-one group date in Denver, Heather eliminated herself on the date because she wasn't ready for him to meet her family Hannah G got the group date rose. So now Tasha, Kaylin and Hannah G are set for for hometowns and that also means that Kerpa and Cassie are the only two left on that 4 on 1 group date and obviously well, you know what? This is I guess one thing I technically don't have. I don't know if that 4 on 1 group date became Cass We we know Cassie got to the hometowns, so And Hannah G., I can tell you, got the group date rose. So Cassie and Hannah G. survived out of that four-on-one group date. I don't think there was a rose ceremony in Denver because Heather was eliminated on the four-on-one group date. Hannah was eliminated on her own date. If there was a rose ceremony, then obviously Kerpa was eliminated on it. But if there wasn't, then on that four-on-one group date, the end result was Cassie and Hannah G. came out of it. But considering Hannah G. did get a group date rose, my guess is uh, we... Did get some sort of rose ceremony elimination in Denver, and it was Kerpa, but she was the last one eliminated before hometowns. So as we know, hometowns: Hannah, G, Kaylin, Tasha, and then Cassie. And we know that Kaylin went home at the final four overnight. Uh, the home, final four hometown elimination. So your final three: Tasha, Cassie, and Hannah G go to Portugal for overnight dates. And from what you read, when I gave you the spoilers, he has an overnight date with Tasha, has an overnight date with Cassie. At some point during that overnight date with Cassie, he had made his decision that he wanted to be with her and essentially ended the show. And then I said, but from that point, other than eliminating Hannah G and Tasha. Hannah G was waiting for her overnight date. He went to her room, told her, I want to pursue Cassie. At some point, he eliminated Tasha. I don't know which one he did first. At that point, I didn't know what happened. And I didn't know what the end end result I had as Colton and Cassie uh, are engaged. I didn't know if they still ended up going on to Spain. I, I didn't know what happened. Now I do. Here are the details of what actually went down. What I initially reported was correct. Went on the date with Tasha, overnight date. Went on the overnight date with Cassie. And as I was told, something happened on that overnight date that made Colton want to be with Cassie and, and basically end the show. Well, I found out what that was. And what it was was on that date, Cassie told him, I don't want to be engaged. She essentially pulled a Peter. Like, I'm 23. I don't want, I'm don't want to be engaged. And I'm I'm being told, and I can't 100% confirm this, but I'm being told this is where the fence jump happens. Because on that overnight date, Cassie left the show. Cassie leaves the show on her overnight date because she doesn't want to be engaged, and Colton obviously is very upset. However, everything I told you still played out. He still eliminated Hannah G., Never went on the date with her. Told her he wanted to pursue Cassie. Eliminated Tasha. Told her want to be with Cassie. But what I didn't know was the big thing that Cassie had actually left the show at that point. I thought she was still there. So here's what I can report now. Cassie went back home after she left the overnight date. And Colton essentially chased her home. I don't know how many days after she left, but they filmed something in L.A., I'm assuming in Huntington Beach, where Cassie lives, because she lives with her parents in Huntington Beach. And they filmed something in in the States where Colton comes to Cassie and basically says, we don't need to be engaged, but I want to be with you. And that's where we are right now. So, right girl, Cassie, wrong ending. They are not engaged. But Colton and Cassie are definitely together. They have had happy couple visits since filming has ended. They are dating, but they are not engaged. And so the thinking is, from what I'm hearing, is that they're going to use these next three to four months until, you know, from November when filming ended till the finale in March and then we're going to see what happens on the after the final rose. Like, is is he going to propose and is Cassie going to change her mind by March that she can see herself engaged? My guess, no. My guess is Cassie is very young. And her feeling of back in November telling Colton, I'm not ready to be engaged, probably still going to stand in March. But that's just a guess. We'll see what happens. So I apologize for reporting that they are engaged. They are not But he definitely chose Cassie and they are definitely seeing each other and have been seeing each other since the end of filming. So there's your updated spoilers on that. The next topic would be Bachelorette. And as we know, there's been 14 Bachelorettes and every Bachelorette is a girl, a woman that finished in the top four of her season. So subtract Cassie. That would leave Hannah G, Kaylin Miller-Keys and Taysha Adams as your three candidates for next season. We're way too early to be discussing this. I mean, you can discuss it all you want, but nobody's going to have any sort of answers. They don't know. But, you you know, like I said, I hear things. And from what I'm hearing, this is going to be between Kalen and Hannah G. They're not going to pick Taysha for Bachelorette. That's what I'm hearing. Could it change? By all means. Maybe America falls in love with Taysha. I don't know. But I am hearing it's going to be between Hannah and Kalen. And I'm sure a lot of you are saying... Steve, they're both twenty-three years old, or I think I think Kalen might be turning twenty-four this month, or something like that, or maybe maybe Hannah's turning twenty-four this month, or will be twenty-four by the time Bachelor, bachelorette filming rolls around in March. I don't know, but they both have good stories. Kalen obviously has much more of a backstory than Hannah G does. Kalen is a runner-up Miss USA with a backstory that will have America feeling sorry for her, and. I mean, she has Bachelorette written all over her. I mean, am I wrong? It's, it's certainly... Do <laughs> you think the guys in casting are going to be like, no, I'm not interested in dating a Miss USA runner-up? Like, come on. Uh, but Hannah G, obviously she got good qualities as well. I've heard nothing but good things about Hannah G. Super nice, super sweet, very quiet. So I don't know how that factors in, it's not like Dez had the most dynamic personality and she got bachelorette lead. It's not like Emily Lee was a chatterbox and she got bachelorette lead. You know, it's it's to say they they certainly look for this factor over this factor, nobody knows. We know who's in the running because of where they place in their season, but those are your two candidates going forward. It's going to be Halen or Kalen or Hannah B, Hannah G. I can I'm pretty confident in saying that. I just, I I don't see any other, uh, uh, you know, not saying the other girls couldn't be great in the role, but knowing the way the show goes, Kaylin certainly has a a leg up on Hannah just by that backstory and who she is and pageant girl and, but who knows? Maybe Hannah will get it. I, like I said, I've heard nothing but good things about her. So I, uh, that's it. I know this took 50 minutes, but I wanted to give you verbally give you everything that I had and uh, you'll have the written part of it as well to look at, but there's just, it's sometimes it's easier to to talk this out. And so thank you all for tuning in and listening to that. And you have your new updated ending to the show, which is Colton and Cassie are together, but they are not engaged and they were never engaged. So, and she actually left the show and went home and filming picked up in California somewhere where Colton chased her down and said he wanted to be with her and they don't have to be engaged. So that's where we're at. Obviously, if anything happens over the next two or three months, maybe they'll break up. Maybe she's just like, look, I'm never going to be I'm not even close to being ready and it's not going to happen. I don't know. I haven't heard much other than they definitely have seen each other and they've definitely been together uh, post filming. So that's where we're at. Thank you all for tuning in. I really appreciate it. Please rate, subscribe, and review in Apple Podcasts. Much appreciated. And we'll be back next week with podcast number 110 on the 27th. So Merry Christmas, everybody. If you celebrate Christmas, if not, happy holidays, whatever the case may be. Whatever you do, have a safe and great holiday weekend. We will talk to you next week. Thank you all for tuning in. Really appreciate it. Podcast number 109 in the books. Talk to you next week. See you.